So, welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Scarlett Johansson. And she has basically told the mouse, F you pay me. Her contract for Black Widow, it was due to have a theater-only release and not a dual release streaming and theater release. So, she wants to recoup her money that she was owed based off of the box office for the movie Disney had bragged about there being the $60 million pulled in from Disney Plus that they were so happy about that. And then almost two weeks later, Scarlett Johansson, also Emma Stone is somehow (laughs) involved in something similar. Same thing happened that the movies were released streaming and also released in the theaters. So Big Mike, how do you feel about Scarlett Johansson's issues with Disney and also, I mean, I guess with the MCU, I mean, her exit is already done. So I don't think there's any further need for her services in the MCU. But how do you feel about all this? When I first heard it, I was kind of like, I didn't understand the whole point of why she was suing them. And then as she kind of explained it a little bit further, she's not entirely wrong. I think she's wrong in a few areas. One concerning the fact that it still technically is a pandemic and theaters, while they were reopening back up, I don't think movies were, quote-unquote, selling out as much as they would during normal circumstances. F9, if I'm not mistaken, has, like, the biggest box office of the year so far. So it's, like, 100-plus million. And they've already sent that to on-demand because, clearly, not everybody's going to the theater every week still to go see the movie, right? Yeah, I think it's Godzilla vs. Kong and F9, basically the two most popular movies this year. So that should tell you something. (laughs) It's a Marvel movie, right? So you bank on... At the minimum, you're going to make $500 million off your movie. She already came out and said, hey, had it been theater only, it would have done a billion. You know, I could argue that point because, again, I don't think the movie was good. Uh-huh. I don't even think it should have been released as a movie. Like I said, it should have gone to Disney+. Plus. I think it would have been way more effective. Yeah. But Plus, they, she was outacted in her own movie. It needs to be said that she was outacted <laughs> in her own movie. Well, I think part of it was this was her quote-unquote exit strategy from the standpoint of so you know at one point she was one of the lowest paid people out of the whole avengers crew and robert downey jr at some point during the phase phases i should say kind of went to disney and renegotiated kind of on behalf of everybody now he still had the most ridiculous contract out of anyone so he you know stood to continue to make money and was making bank but essentially at one point he went to disney kind of like hey you know this ain't right you need to pay everybody else more as well and got everybody more money so to me i think part of her being upset is okay it's my last film i wasn't really getting paid what i felt like i should have got paid before yeah they gave me 20 million up front but from what i understand this was similar to the downey deal like we're gonna pay you this up front and then you're getting whatever off the box office and in her mind she's going theatrical release only at least a billion oh yeah i'm getting ready to get paid i'm good so when i leave out of here I don't have to come back to Marvel. I'm paid. Everything. Life's good. Newlywed. I can go ahead and live whatever. And then everything happened the way it happened. Now, this confirmed a couple things, though. So, Feige, he was the one that delayed it each time. And apparently, I was always told that he had final say. Yeah, because I remember was like, no. last year, you kept saying that Feige's holding on to the movie. They want to release it when theaters open back up. That was what you said. Yep. The rumors came out that Chapek took over as CEO, and there was some conflict between him and Feige because he was starting to get more involved on the Marvel side of things. Whereas before, 
Disney pretty much was like, look, look what Feige's done. We're not t- let him do whatever he does, and that's what it is. Chapek apparently was getting more involved. From what I understand now, Chapek and Disney are the ones who made the call to put on Disney Plus. The Warner Brothers situation also had something to do with that, where Warner Brothers already had pissed off all the theater owners and was like, hey, look, everything is coming out, either dual releases or coming out on the streaming. Like, just deal with it. So I think that had a lot to do with particularly Black Widow. Yeah, so now they're saying that Feige's pretty pissed off at Disney, and so now it's a bunch of back and forth because apparently he still told them not to put it out on Disney+. Plus. He still wanted the theatrical-only release. And Disney basically ended up making the call about that. We're going to put it out on Disney Plus and the theater. The issue that I have with that is Shang-Chi's coming out in September. What, three weeks away? They haven't said anything about putting that on Disney Plus. Eternals is the same thing. They haven't said anything about putting that on Disney Plus. So if technically you weren't so hardcore about the Disney... Because to me, if the Disney Plus thing was such a concrete, we need to put it on there, I would think that your next two big movies that our new characters nobody's familiar with, you would go ahead and just announce, hey, it's going to be a premiere access as well. But you're not doing that because now you got two movies with unknown characters, basically. So it's like Guardians. Imagine that they put Guardians out in the theater and streamed it when it first came out. Regardless of reviews and what people said afterwards, the majority of people probably either would watch it on streaming or bootleg the hell out of it and wouldn't have gone to the theater. But they had the benefit of people going to the theater. So you still made money even if it didn't critically go well. It just happened to be a great movie. You're banking on Shane Chi and Eternals to be the same way. Okay, we're going to force people to go to the theater to see this because that's how we're going to make money off these films. Because if not, if it goes on streaming, I promise there's not going to be a lot of people that's going to tune into either one of those movies. You won't really see any payday until Spider-Man. I mean, I think we talked about it before, but if it just went Spider-Man, then Doctor Strange, that's a strong lineup for Disney. But this Eternals, Eternals specifically... Shane Chi gets a pass, but Eternal specifically does not look good. Disney, in some ways, is culpable to me in this. Feige's pissed because Marvel's always been known for being a company that everybody would want to work with. They always accommodate everybody. Rob Nan James talks about it all the time, but the Cumberbatch, like, let's go on and on. People are like, hey, even Samuel Jackson was like, yo, the way my contract is, why wouldn't I do this? He said, I'll do this for the rest of my life. All I got to do is appear, and it counts as a film. He's like, you know, why? Like, why wouldn't you do it? And now... Feige's got concerns because you have one of the OGs, so to speak, from your big successful phase. You come out and say, bump that, I'm suing Disney. And then to add insult to injury, now you have Emma Stone coming out like, yeah, I'm suing too because that wasn't right. So, And plus they had already greenlit a Cruella 2 movie. In my mind, this is what I say. Honestly, Disney needs to just go ahead and try to settle this thing out of court and keep it moving. Because if not, and it starts getting ugly. They already don't want negative press. So you have two women, two, I would argue, I mean, at this point, I guess you could say they're A-list actresses in Hollywood. I mean, they're not fucking Gina Carano, right? So you have these two people now suing the biggest, arguably, monopoly or conglomerate in film Mm -hmm. and seemingly not to back down anytime soon. To me, you're already coming up with a storm of a PR nightmare. You're Disney. You made $2.3 billion off Endgame alone. You can't tell me that despite a pandemic, you ain't got fifty million sitting around that you can literally deposit a skull and like shut the hell up. Yeah. Like you can't. And then to turn around after she says that, try to hit the smear campaign route, uh, well, you know, 
we paid you 20 million and it is a pandemic you're setting yourself up to have problems going forward and that's the thing that Feige I think is pissed off of with is remember at one point most actors wouldn't fool with a comic book movie. It was like taboo. Oh no, you don't do it. You ruin your career. Yeah. And now since it's become the big money maker and everybody wants it, you still want to have that leverage of we're the best company out there. We're the ones you want to work with. Forget the PG thirteen rating and all this other stuff. Like you want to deal with us because we make movies that make money and it'll elevate you further. You can still have a career despite doing this. And now again, you have somebody saying like. I mean, you can, but you're not going to get paid with your own. And regardless of whatever, no matter how many movies you've done or how much money you got, nobody wants to hear that. If you were expecting $50 million, or that's what it was agreed upon and that's what the contract said, you want them to honor it. Because if it was the other way around, you already know Disney would take her to task about breaching her contract. They need to figure it out. That's all I can say. Like, I don't think it's a showstopper. I don't think it's like... This is going to get to the point where people are like, oh, bump Marvel, I'm never going to see again. Like, yeah, you may get your 20,000 Twitter people boycott Marvel and their sections. We're not going out and out. But as an entirety, like, it's not really going to affect too much. But just as a business model, I don't think you want this on your resume. Yeah. You want to go ahead and get this settled. If you already greenlit Corella too, make Emma Stone happy. You don't want your actress walking in. You don't want to recast it. Like, this ain't Terrence Howard, John Cheadle. <laughs> if you recast Emma Stone, this is going to be noticeable as hell. And it might not work. Like, you need to fix it. You can't tell me you don't have the extra money sitting there to say, hey, here you go. Our bad. We messed up. Let's just make it right. Maybe say that I don't think Disney is doing too well, particularly with that Fox acquisition. They really haven't done too much with those Fox properties. I know they're trying to develop an Aliens or Predators movie and then... You already had the X-Men stuff come out, which was not great at all. So I don't think they are getting enough return off of that. And then I know that they haven't been getting a lot of new subscribers to Disney+. Plus. So I'm not saying Disney's cash trap. I'm saying that they're probably likely setting themselves up to keep the money that they have in order to keep the gravy train rolling. There's only but so many streaming services people want to subscribe to. I mean, it's going to be... Oh, no, I get that. Yeah. And I don't understand why... I'm Disney and I purchased Fox. My statement coming out would not be, it's going to be a long time before you get X-Men. Mm-hmm. I know some people say things are greater later and all that, but like we've had enough disappointment with X-Men <laughs> that if you're going to wait this long, and I'm saying this wholeheartedly, like Feige, the first X-Men movie... It has to be like Infinity War level good. Yeah. Like, you cannot miss. I better not see any mistakes. Because if I'm running that and we purchase Fox and that gets announced, Fantastic Four, X-Men, one of them two is in the next couple years. This ain't even a discussion no more. We're getting it out and that's what we're focused on because that's it. But you're still pushing the same characters from before pretty much. And you're throwing in a few new ones that people don't know. Like, again... Let's just call it what it is. Shang-Chi is about getting Asian Americans and getting China dollars, right? Yeah, like, which might not be happening, but are, yeah. Are anyone that's been watching Marvel, do you think any of these people are thoroughly invested in Shang-Chi going forward? Unless you watch that movie and you walk out and feel like on a Black Panther level. Like, it's got to be that fucking good for you to be like, oh, I'm fully invested in this going forward. If not, you're going to look at it like Ant-Man and the Watch. You're going to be like, I mean, I might watch it if it's possible on TNT, but... 
I'm not clamoring for another one. Hey, TNT has great programming. <clears throat> I know, Matt. You're going to watch Fast 9 on there all day. <laughs> all day, every day. Throwing rockets, baby. It's all about family. Rockets. It's family, yo. Same thing with Eternals. If Eternals doesn't hit like Guardians, then what? Mine, this is what you're going with out the gate moving forward. Like, again, <laughs> you take a gamble, it better. Because if not, you better bank on Spider-Man being fucking amazing. Really I mean, that amazing. has to be the greatest movie. I mean, because that second movie is okay. It's watchable, <clears throat> but it's definitely not on par with the first movie. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, it's Sony, so it's somewhat Disney, somewhat Sony. That second movie, I would say, is better than Ant-Man 2. Yes. That's, De- I would easily say that. Definitely That's better than Captain Marvel. I mean, Thor Ragnarok, the best movie <laughs> out of the non-Thanos-driven Endgame movies. And yeah. all that, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't even call it mediocre. It's just okay. Just okay. It, it exists. I probably won't revisit that one because not a lot happened in it. Well, but- I'm hoping it gets better because with this one... Three films apiece through each phase of Peter Parker's life is the theory of what they were running with. So nine films at least. Three high school, three college, three adult. So I'm hoping in the metaphorical sense of Peter's about to graduate high school, this graduates Spider-Man to the next level. Because yeah. you're literally going to bring in everybody that's appeared in the Spider-Man film damn near for this multiversal type thing to happen. Again, it's one of those you can't miss things. Right? Like, I don't care if you got Dane DeHaan show up. Jamie Foxx, if Willem Dafoe, whoever, you literally can't miss. Because if this fails, that's terrible. Yeah. And we talked about Spider Man is one of your most popular characters ever. Iconic. Yeah, he's trying to pull like an in game Avengers crossover type thing or whatever. And on the surface, it's work, but I'm looking at y'all had beef with Sony for a minute. Things kept going back. Sony's still trying to build their Spider Man verse or whatever. How much input do they have on this? How much are you stressing trying to give them what they want? It's too many variables and stuff. But, again, if I was going with it, I would have gone there first before I would have gone these other two. If nothing else, you'd at least got your fan base hyped enough to be energized to go see this. Because if I was supposed to be energized at the Black Widow, like I said, it's an ultimate failure. Because I watched that and we all just looked at each other. It was not the normal, oh, man. Heightness after a moment. It was kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, Loki next week? Like, <laughs> might want to start rewatching it? I mean, it's sad when just, at least some of the TV stuff for Marvel is doing better than the movies. I mean, that's kind of telling. I mean, before it was always the movie stuff hit, and I guess Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was okay for certain seasons and great for others. And then at least the Netflix shows, they were okay except for Iron Fist. <laughs> Weird situation, I mean, particularly with Disney, that they always champion diversity. And then when it comes to money, it's like, hold on now. Like, nah, dog. <laughs> nah, stay in your place, woman. <laughs> like, you made that money. You got what you got. <laughs> like, you signed your deal, ironclad contract, shifting times. And you need to understand that with the market changes, Disney has to adapt. And you have to adapt along with it. We recoup the money. But, yeah, the I mean... automatic smear campaign is what threw me off. I didn't see that one coming. I figured Disney would have just made a generic statement. 
and kind of had some conversations behind closed doors where they were trying to get this thing. Like, so Disney really doesn't comment out, on like, ongoing legal situations, and that's the statement. Yeah, but, like, immediately come on your response as well. We paid you $20 million. It's a pandemic. It's like, oh, no, dog. Tell, like, no, nah, yo. leadership's changing. Yeah. This is what happened. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I'm mad, son. Like, $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ran to me. Like, I'm like, yo. Just... Like, how many people make $20 million during a pandemic? Nobody. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, try to shit on her. Like, yes, Bezos going to space, yo. 20 mil. Richard Branson going to space. Bob Chapek going to space. <laughs> right. Jeff Bezos still makes, like, what, 100 something million, 500 million a day. Like, it's just ridiculous amounts of money. They need to figure it out, though. But yeah, then. Yeah, that thing, all, all, yeah, all that stuff is just a lot of Disney stuff right now. I, mean, I know they're hedging their bets on the service, the streaming service, but the movie side of thing, I mean, again, the Fox stuff, not much is happening there. Had stuff in the can. So aside from those movies that were already being made, because I guess there's another Die Hard movie planned. Okay, like nobody. I knew they had talked about that for a while, but I never knew that anything was really supposed to be coming of that. Yeah. Well, I had heard there was a concept of John McClane ends up back at Nakatomi Towers, and I think either he's taking over and I want to say it might be a prequel now. The guy who owned the tower that got killed, apparently his son is like in the building, and he helps him out or something. Like it was a crazy type concept. I feel like you should have done that before the last one if that's where you want to go, but. Part of the issue that they've had is apparently Bonnie Badia like will, refuses to come back and do another appearance. Built scripts around making sure that she shows up, and she's like, "Nah, I'm good. Yeah, you got the two with me. I'm out." Yeah, so like said, it's a pandemic. It was a time to try something different. It looks like for Fox, this is all the notable movies. The upcoming movie is going to be Free Guy. So Free Which Guy I actually heard had pretty good reviews so far. Uh, oh wait, yeah, it kind of looks like Pixels. <laughs> To me, but West Side Story, The King's Man, which that might be okay. I mean, that one, again, was supposed to come out before the pandemic or around the pandemic. Yeah, that was a long time ago it was supposed to been out. Definitely now. Sequel, right? Yeah, to Murder on the Orient Express that I do yeah. not support any Kenneth Brother movies. But then Mike's favorite, Avatar 2. <laughs> oh, Lord. Not that shit. Doesn't seem like there's a lot coming up for them. Yeah, I would probably say Disney will do everything to make things right because at the end of the day, like you said, people want to work with them. Particularly Scarlett Johansson, she'll probably just transition to doing smaller movies. But you don't want to get blackballed by two studios at this point. Hmm. Basically, got Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not even appearing in Fantastic Beasts, and they built the whole story around him. Like. <laughs> He's he's unhirable now, so... Scarlett Johansson, get your money, girl. Stick up the mouse for the money. They got it. Make that money, don't let it make you. Mandalorian's about to start shooting. Um, Is Gina Carano back on that, or, like, what's happening? Because I saw some photos of her being on something that looked like it was a Star Wars set. See, and this one, they see shit like that, right? It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Again, everything dies down. People forget about it and stop tripping. And all of a sudden, boom. There you go. Come on back to the fold. Which goes right to the point of a lot of folks that you fired to begin with. It's like James Gunn. For what? Only to rehire them. 
And stand your ground. So he's doing another DC movie. Oh, okay. Um, after Guardians. So Suicide Squad apparently has gotten like rave reviews. Yeah, I've seen some of that stuff just since last week that it's positive. I mean, it's definitely better than the first movie and it might be <laughs> one of the better. I've heard great things. Dave said that shit was fucking amazing. Yeah. And so apparently it was so good. DC did the Marvel with the fucking Russo, Russo Brothers move where it was like, yo, We'll just lock we you in. Lock you, down, you, need, you need to do another movie. <laughs> like, we got one. We're going to hold on to them. Go do Disney one last time. But come on over here and start talking with this DC universe. So, I'm not going to lie. I have big expectations next weekend now. I wasn't even like too big. I'm like, oh, I got to rush to watch it. As soon as I'm, I'm watching that. Orange and I come home, that shit's getting put on. Like, <laughs> I'm not hesitating. Ain't wasting no time. I hope it's as good as it should be because one. I mean, Will Smith's not in the movie, so that automatically makes it seven. <laughs> hey, he's an iconic actor of our generation. Stop talking about <laughs> Didn't he already? I actually wouldn't. I'm trying to what? think. He didn't get one for concussion, did he? No, he was nominated for Ali. All right. And then he never got one. But the King Richard trailer came out. Literally, that was like the whole talk was like, yeah. Number one probably will be nominated, but don't be shy if he pulls it off. Especially during the pandemic year, and ain't been too much competition. I got a feeling he might walk away with this one pretty easy. If it's decent, he probably got it now. Can't really think of too many memorable movies this year. You can just give the Will Smith by default. <laughs> yeah, I'll check off your diversity thing. It's gonna be a good movie. They probably already got the statue. That's why. Yeah, we ain't seen the movie, but we know. Just give it to him. Fuck it. Black people be happy. Will be happy. We're good. Yeah, Deadpool is supposed to kind of make his way through the multiverse and have something to do with that. Kang is supposed to show up across multiple Marvel projects now, so looks like Jonathan Majors won't be going anywhere anytime soon. He's mm. still not the big bad, but I believe he's supposed to have something to do with Doctor Doom. Is the rumor? All right, so like that's, he's not doing anything with Galactus, so no. But I know. That was the rumor before was they were talking to Liam Neeson about voicing Galactus and Dr. Doom was basically the Loki version of the first phase, like working for Thanos is basically Doom is setting up and working for Galactus okay. and he's going to end up being the big one. But um, I think it lends a little more truth to the rumor is we'll see Dr. Doom sooner than we think. And I think it's going to end up being Michael Fassbender because last I heard he had talked to him a couple times about the role. And even though it hasn't been announced, I told you, usually once it's mentioned a few times with Marvel, you almost kind of can etch it in stone. That's probably who they're going with. Mm-hmm. And then, oddly enough, of course, Emily Blunt comes out and says what it will take for her to play a superhero role. So I'm going to naturally assume with that, Marvel's probably still trying to get her for Invisible Woman. Yeah, I mean, plus she was already in a Disney movie with Jungle Cruise, which don't want to do a whole podcast on that one, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I was going to ask you because I actually was sitting here looking at the trailer earlier. Why do I feel like that might be like decent? Not great. Pirates of the Caribbean watchable. All right. So this is what they did. They ripped off the mummy. And. Oh, yeah. So I like the mummy. I like the, I like the mummy. It's almost like the mummy. (laughs) It's like the mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean. And if I tell her that, she's probably going to be like, we need to see it ASAP. And I will say that 
The Rock's probably the worst part about that movie. They could have <laughs> they could have gotten anybody else because again, The Rock is The Rock in every movie. It has some range. I mean, he has done some dramatic roles, but he is The Rock. It's my favorite Black Adam. Is that right there? It's going to be more Rock and not the character, which is a terrible miss because you have the potential to do something great with that too. Yeah, and Rock's comedic timing is not that good either. So Emily Blunt is great in that movie. The thing is, is that it is almost a carbon copy of The Mummy. Oh, so they did that? Like, all right. So they got the snooty brother and Emily Blunt's the courageous, outspoken, driven archaeologist. Like, okay, all right. The Brendan Fraser character is The Rock. Well, all that stuff comes together. Like, The Rock's kind of like a slightly flim-flam artist. Brendan Fraser's character was kind of just driven by his own set of principles. I'm like, all right. So, I, And I was telling one of my friends, like, they don't generally make movies like this any longer. Like, I don't understand why, because they're good movies, but kind of that maybe 98-ish to 2004-level movie. I mean, again, Prize of the Caribbean came out during that era. Like, you make movies like that. And they did have that little small woke moment in it. And I was like, oh, don't do it. And they did it. But everything else was all right. It's okay movie. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would give it like maybe a 6.5 to a 7. <laughs> mm. Mm. The Rocket being the worst part about that movie. But overall, it is the movie. <laughs> it's the mummy in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I would say give it a watch. It's like... For some odd reason, it's almost two hours. It's like an hour and 50-some minutes. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't need to be that long. But it's okay. All right. I think I'll be watching soon. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> like, I said, I already told the missus. So. Well, I sent her a message. When she sees it, she'll probably be like, all right, we need to watch it. So I'm sure I'll be seeing it soon. <laughs> reading some articles. They're saying Shang... She's gonna, it's gonna tie into a lot of the early Iron Man movies, things that we didn't catch. And I'm like, really? With all the people that nitpick these movies, they didn't catch it, but apparently it will. Ten Rings and the Mandarin not being the Mandarin thing, because I don't like me. I'm one of those people that piss me the fuck off. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't fond of that either. Quiet, but there's, this is kind of like their way of like, all right, let's just do it for real and show you what's what. So, Well, you can't really talk about the Mandarin because that. That turns into something else. But Iron Man 3 movie. Ooh, man. I'd like to burn that one from my mind. And then the Iron Man suits fighting at the end. Like, yeah, that was stupid. I liked Iron Man 2. No, I'm talking about Iron Man 3. Oh, no. That shit was horrible. <laughs> Answers no. Scarlett Johansson shocked by Disney's response to Black Widow lawsuit. Nah! <laughs> Her agent responded to Disney's criticized of what he labeled a direct attack on her character. The rap reached out to Scarlett's team for further comment. We're told that Johansson was shocked by the tone of Disney's scathing statement, which also somewhat crossed the line by outlining the star's upfront salaries. The hint that the actress should be content with that hefty sum. You should be. But if you entire oh, twenty million over her career, not twenty million from that movie. Ooh, so front for Black Widow. And the sad part about it is Black Widow. Man, that movie's not good. But hey, get your money. That movie was horrible. 
I mean, that movie's utterly forgettable. I mean, the only reason why people remember that movie is because it's lawsuit now. <laughs> it also raised speculation that Johansson may start a trend for stars to hit back against companies for sharing their movies on streaming. Emma Stone, for example, is rumored to be considering a similar lawsuit against Disney for their Cruella release track. Boy, Disney, you better slide her a check and keep her to fuck quiet. ASAP. So far, the Disney stars have remained quiet on the situation and have yet to either put their support behind Scarjo or the studio. Marvel's Dave Batista, who's known for speaking his mind, has offered a joking response to the situation, but that's about it. He said they should have made a Drax movie. <laughs> no, yeah. He's like, I cool. <laughs> yeah, I did read that part. I, I think, oh, well, I don't know. Was he? he was a big character in Infinity War, so that's how come I'm in the actual comic book, so I don't understand... You know, outside that he didn't really have an appeal. I'd be watching it. Drax is fucking hilarious. Like, I didn't know Tisa could be that damn funny. Do you think they could evolve his character? Yeah. Okay. Just put him on a fucking revenge mission like the first one. (laughs) He was out to get Thanos and then (laughs) shift his attention to somebody else and just keep him moving. And his name technically Drax the Destroyer. Like, you got Destroyer in your title. There's a shitload you can do with that. There's a Blue Beetle HBO Max film. What? I know Lantern Core is supposed to be a series. But apparently, I guess they're going to take some of their other properties and make them straight to HBO Max films. So, Zolo, Mari Duena. Oh, dude from Cobra Kai. Okay. I mean, I like him in Cobra Kai. I don't know about fucking <laughs> playing Blue Beetle, but okay. And what did you think of that Venom trailer? Why did they take the voice effect off? What was it, not in the budget this time? Like, what the f- Alright, so there's an article from May that says, Why Tom Hardy's Venom voice is different in Let There Be Carnage. He was a loser in the first movie on his home planet and grew to appreciate life on Earth. Based on that, it made a good deal of sense for him to be much more relaxed and more secure with Eddie and just happier in general. Get the hell out of Hence here. the generally cheerier, less menacing voice. That sounds like a BS. It's complete BS. You didn't have to do anything. <laughs> no, not at all. The voice was fine the way it was. Like, it didn't really bother me, really, until he got to the, oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, this sounds like like a bad actor trying to do the whole black brother, man, hip-hop type shit they do in comedies. Like, it's not working at all. That's a red one. Unless you eat as many people. Oh, yeah. Like, come on, Kool-Aid. Nah. <laughs> I was thinking the same shit. What's <laughs> going on? What's going on? Like, again, who in the hell be in these damn rooms, man, making these decisions? You didn't have to do anything. And I don't like that first movie. So I hope this one is better. I mean, I hope at some point the Disney relationship had rubbed off on Sony, but maybe not.